From science to business, we talk about all topics impacting the Asian community in Western culture. My name is Richard Liu. And I'm Matt Gusty. And, and this, this is, is the Bamboo, Bamboo Breakthrough, Breakthrough Podcast. Podcast. Okay, Richard, a little pop quiz for you. What do Super Mario, Transformers, Sony, and Karaoke have in common? Sony, Karaoke... Super Mario, and Transformers. Transformers? Yeah. They're Asian. Japanese? Yes, correct. <laughs> I think that's surprising. I think a lot of people won't know that all four of them are Japanese. Because yeah. if you look at Super Mario, right, he's like an Italian plumber with a mustache and has like an Italian accent when he talks. Yeah. And he... Transformers is pretty like westernized now I think Transformers yeah the one that stumbled me was Transformers I had to think yeah. about it like the other ones so are like yeah that one like, is actually kind of debatable because yeah. there's the original kind of toys are kind of like a collaboration by Hasbro and like Mattel or whatever ah uh, fair story. enough yeah but that was like American but there was a, like the genesis of it was mm. from a Tomy like Takara Tomy toy yep. which is Microbots I think if I remember correctly okay. things, yeah. robots that turn into cars so, They're pretty popular still as well. Yeah, they? I think yeah. so. Um, and pretty much, I think Hasbro like took it from Japan and turned it to Transformers. All right, fair enough. Sony is pretty synonymous with like a lot of stuff. Yeah. But that's definitely a Japanese company. If people don't know. It doesn't sound Japanese either. It right? doesn't, yeah. And karaoke just... It sounds Japanese, but it's just become part of like everyone's vocabulary. I, I forgot what it was. It was like... A, do, you, do you know the definition of karaoke? Not exactly. Oh, crap. It was like... It was, it was like a really like haunting... Like meaning or something. I'm gonna not really. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna do a quick Google on this. Yeah, because, sure, sure. Yeah, but I guess that's kind of the topic of this episode is that um, there's a lot of pop culture or just culture that's really popular and really kind of normalized in the West, but yeah. it actually is Asian in origin. And actually, a lot of this is Japanese. Actually, in this episode that mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk about, um, and there's things I guess that we grew up as kids that we take as normal coming from Asian families. But then, kind of when you practice them or when you show them in like a predominantly kind of Caucasian yeah. or like Western culture setting, um, they might think it's like really different. And kids are mean, right? So mm-hmm. anything different they can use to kind of ostracize you or kind of like bully you based on that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So for example, like food, if you bring in like, I don't know, noodles or something for lunch mm-hmm. and they're not acquainted with what noodles are, they'll be like, ew, what the heck is that? You eat that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, just like, a, I don't know, other... other I mean, foods. I mean that discrimination also applies, I want to clear, like, not even just on the, like, um, for kids and stuff, it yeah. applies in the workplace, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, adults saying, like, you can't put, like, we talked about it in the previous podcast, like, adults complaining that you're putting, like, a fish dish in a microwave. Yeah. And complaining that it smells, but okay, but you put other stuff that smells as well. Like, yeah, yeah. But their perception is like, oh, that's Asian, that, like, that, that looks weird, yeah. it, you can't cook it or something like and that. And I guess this extends to kind of, like mannerisms and stuff as mm. well um, I mean different cultures treat and like elders really differently or younger people really differently yeah but definitely. yeah so those I think there are things that are generally pretty different across cultures mm. and that can sometimes be good and bad some people yep. kind of celebrate the diversity some people kind of make it um, a point to I guess create a difference between you two yeah um, but I guess in this episode it's like what are some things that are actually Asian in origin, mm. but has just kind of cut through and kind of crossed borders, and it's just become so widely accepted yeah. in the West that people kind of forget that it's actually Asian. Yeah, and I think for us being like Gen, what are we Gen Y? Uh, yeah, we're Gen Y. Yeah, millennials, Gen Y millennials, people, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Yeah, um, I think there are two really big ones mm. that I think if you ask anyone across any demographic in our age group, they kind of really identify with yep. or acknowledge its popularity and at least its presence in Western culture. Yeah. 
And I think the big one, for me at least, is video games. Yep, definitely. And then the second thing I want to talk about, I guess, in this episode is, to a lesser extent, is anime. Yep. So, that is Japanese anime, and then I guess what kind of influences it has on Western animation. As oh, well. and there's a lot, right, out there. Yeah. Like, Avatar is the biggest one I can think of, right? Like, yep, definitely. Like, takes inspiration, um, talks about it, like, kind of like Asian origin kind of story, yep. but produced but by... I think that's interesting, because maybe there's another one um, that's not anime and um, gaming that kind of is really Asian, but then yeah. it just becomes slowly more accepted by the West. Right. Because I think video games actually has a pretty Asian origin, right? Definitely, yeah. Um, so I think everyone knows that the very first kind of like really popular game was like Pong, that's mm-hmm. made by Atari, which is actually American. Mm-hmm. But all the subsequent games after Pong, and the people that kind of spearheaded are Japanese, right? So if you think about the golden age of like arcade games, yeah. but then it's like Space Invaders, mm-hmm. or like Pac-Man, or yep. like Donkey Kong, yep. or even Frogger. Did you know Frogger is Japanese? <laughs> I didn't know that one. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm going to throw these names out, or these publisher and developer names out at you. It's like Sega, mm-hmm. like Taito, Namco, Nintendo, and Konami. Yeah. They're all big from that era, and they all kind of created those arcade games. So yeah. Japan has long roots in video gaming. Yeah, and they still have huge arcade games. Like, as an arcade, arcade games are still huge in Japan as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's become like a culture there that's just kind of transcended across. Yeah, it's very ingrained. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think people really cared that like Space Invaders was Japanese back then. They're just oh, like, no, oh, it's just a cool video game. It's a game, game right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's never something that like, oh, you like video games or you like playing like Asian games. Mm. Like, oh, that's really weird or something. That's never really happened. I think yeah. video games just had, maybe it was introduced in the right time. Or maybe just the way it was presented, mm. they really kind of focus on their, their marketing like based on the West. Yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, because yeah. like if you think about all those games, none of them you could say you could be like, oh, no, nah, that part is very Japanese. Yeah. Like it never, never was like that. Like that's not their aim. Their aim was to like mainstream their games, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good point. Like if you look at, let's say, Donkey Kong, mm. like gorillas exist across the world. Yeah. <laughs> And Mario, like, Mario's not Plumbers, even a Japanese, yeah. or, yeah, he's, like, an uh, Italian I wonder plumber. how he came up with the Italian plumber, though. I mean, plumber's, like, you know... I know he was originally called Jumpman, because that's all he did. He okay. jumped. Yeah. Um, but I guess with the way, I don't know, the limited amount of pixels they had, they probably could only design him a certain way. Like, Fair I'm enough. just spitballing there. The yeah. Moment. And also Pac-Man, right? Pac-Man's just, like, a yellow... Blob. Blob oh, with a mouth. Thing. Yeah, like a pie. Yeah. So, yeah, he wasn't particularly cultural, either. Maybe because the lack of graphics there, actually... Made it so you can't make it too specific. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So maybe it probably yeah. worked in its favor. Yeah. But then, if fast forward to today, um, I guess two of the big three kind of like console heavyweights are still Japanese. Mm-hmm. So that's Sony with the PlayStation, mm-hmm. which is still a very kind of Western name. Yeah. PlayStation and Nintendo with the Switch and the Mermaid. Yeah. Both Japanese and both been there for ages. Yeah. And then you had Microsoft kind of in the mix as well with Xbox. Yeah. But then it's yeah it's been there from the beginning and it's still really popular today. Yeah. Um. I feel like the popular franchises as well, um, a lot of it is still super Japanese. Yeah. So, but Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon's a huge one, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's still popular right now. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone could remember the Pokemon Go days that just kind of exploded, and then yeah. everyone was like, holy crap, like, Pokemon's kind of back, and then... But people don't realize Pokemon, like, there's been new versions coming out, like, all the time, yeah. like, recently. Well. And I think its appeal is equally, like, prevalent in the West, hmm. and... Definitely. In Asia as well. Yeah. I mean, they came up with the Pokemon movie as well recently, which was like, um, I heard the reviews are kind of average, but lot yeah. of, like a lot, a lot of attention on it as well. Yeah. And that's just kind of cross boundaries really easily. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, people don't care that it's Japan. It was set in like Neo Japan. No, no, it wasn't. Was it? Do you have, have you watched the movie? Uh, I have, but I'm. I don't. I yeah, I don't remember what the setting is. I yeah. think it was like some metropolitan city. Yeah, it's some a, generic a, metropolitan Yeah, some fiction city, one, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I don't think anyone batted an eye at it. Oh, no, definitely not. Um, that it was yeah. like a, a Japanese thing. I wonder if people were thinking Pokemon and they put two to two together that it was a Japanese, came yeah. from Japan. I, I don't think people might have realized that. I think, yeah, it's kind of wormed its way into the normal, like, vocabulary, right? Yeah. I wonder if we do a survey, like, on the street, if they say, like, hey, what country is Pokemon from? I reckon a lot of them, a, a large majority would say US, and especially if you do did it in the US. Um, I think I feel like maybe Australians would be, be a bit more cognizant that yeah. it's from Japan, but yeah. I think you'd get like thirty percent of the people still out there thinking it's a Western product. I think so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Pokemon's a big one. Yeah. Um, but then also you kind of like as you get more detailed and or as time went on, you have mm. like still really Japanese franchises yeah. that still really made its way. Through the West, like yeah. Final Fantasy is like super Japanese. Yeah, Final Fantasy. But if you look at the main characters, none of them actually like look Japanese. They're all like blonde. I mean, if you go into like skipping a bit ahead, like yeah. anime and stuff. Not normally, animes don't make the characters look too Japanese, apart from a select few. Yeah. Generally, like they paint, like they color their hairs yellow and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's actually ironic that and gigantic eyes. Yeah, uh, like it's not actually Japanesey. Like the characters. I mean, some of them are, but some of them are definitely not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Cool. Yeah. But when you were going up, did you find like video games were just really popular regardless who you talked to? Yeah. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. Like I mean, doesn't matter like what race you were, ethnicity, or doesn't matter like. Everyone was everyone like especially um, not stereotyping here, but like a lot of guys would like be into games, right? Yeah. There's not that many guys I know back as a kid that would go and say to me, "Oh, I don't play games because I don't like them or whatever." Yeah. Majority played at least Pokemon as a very like start, um, Mario Kart, like just like all these games that you kind of just grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is our era. Obviously, like people a bit older would be talking about like Pac-Man and stuff that we talked about. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like the younger ones, they still play would play Pokemon, right? Pokemon's yeah. still big, yeah. But there are obviously other games coming out now that, um, I mean, like, the one I can think of that got really big uh, worldwide, StarCraft, right? Yeah. Um, ironically, not a um, oh, Asian that, game. That's push. kind of the other way around. Yeah, it's right? the other way around, which is funny, right? Yeah. It's huge in Korea. Probably, like, the biggest game at that time in Korea. Like, Korea was probably the most dominant in StarCraft. Yeah. Okay, came from a Western company, right? Yeah. It's kind of ironic. Same thing with, like, League of Legends and, like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe there's something about video games itself that just makes it so easy to cross borders. Like, there's absolutely no kind of cultural stigma around where video games have come from. People exactly, have yeah. just kind of accepted it. Yeah, and you pointed it out. It goes both ways, right? Yeah. Like, and everyone's just so accepting of it. Like, there's no, like, oh, like, oh, we're, I'm Australian, so I'm not going to play this game. Or, like, it's, it doesn't really happen, right? It's just, like, you just see games as a ga- as games, and it doesn't matter which race and stuff. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And... I don't know, like, taking a look at a recent release, like, Sekiro by From Software, mm. that's, like, 100% Japanese. Oh, it's about Japanese. samurais and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think, like, maybe it's done pretty well to make people, like, make people kind of want to learn more about that culture. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, I yeah. think. Um, but, I mean, if you look at, like, another one, that uh, Death Stranding, which is quite, uh, it's coming out quite soon, actually. Oh, it's yeah. coming out tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think... That one is interesting. Came f- uh, made by um, Hideo Kojima. Yeah, who made yeah. the Metal Gear so- uh, Solid series. Yeah. Um, and other games, but like, it's been quite like interesting. Um, and with all the demos and stuff, I know. Uh, have you just see Conan's video on it? Like, no. Yeah, so Conan did like a special thing where he visited their office yeah. and 
Havana, he has a cameo in it now, but like, yeah, like, I mean, it's just like embracing, like, it's, yeah. it's a very embracing culture, like, gaming, right? Yeah, what I did see as part of marketing material for that is they got uh, Justin Roiland mm. um, to make a Rick and Morty promo for uh, Death Stranding. Okay. Yeah. So there was like a little Rick and Morty skit where like Morty was dressed up as the dude with yeah. the baby and then Rick is just like walking around and like just making fun of the whole premise. Okay. And that was used as like advertising for the yeah, game. Yeah, it, that, that's pretty smart actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, those are some pretty cool examples. I think like... Um, Taking another spin at it, like if you look at um, League of Legends, like it's a big, pretty big game. Yeah. Um, a lot of the teams in League of Legends are com- combination of like different, like I guess, co- um, ethnicities and races. Yeah. Like a lot of US teams have Koreans in it. Yeah. Um, ironically, so you got like a few Koreans plus like um, a few Asians, the Caucasian, or like it's like a mix of teams. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. They're all playing together because they're all playing to be like the best in the game right yeah and that's what they care about yeah. they don't care about whatever who you are and whatever you are yeah yep. and i think that's really awesome do you think um video games kind of created any cultural stigma or, or that kind of stuff or do you reckon it was just i don't know why do you think it's so widely accepted they're just going to cut through all of that and it was just so embraced uh, embraced just very easily by the west uh i don't know that's a good question uh, maybe it's just like I don't know how the design of the games are, but I mean, like the the, the big element is that games are fun and yeah. can be competitive. Yeah. Like those those two natures, like one fun, one competitive. Competitive, obviously, for more of those type of games. Yeah. Like League of I guess competitive can also be fun. It can be fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure the people are doing it are not doing it because they want to, they want money. Yeah. They have a passion for it as well, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but it's an interesting question because it's not like we kind of address on it. Like, is it the design of the game that makes it so appealing that it doesn't matter what like um, ethnicity or race you are? I don't know. Like, that's an interesting question. Right? Or do you reckon just because like Japanese companies have just been synonymous with it since the beginning of video games, then mm. there hasn't been a point where there is a divide between West and East mm. on these kind of things? Well, let's say like if all these games like Pac-Man, Frog, or whatever. Yeah was all done by an American company mm. and maybe 10 years down the track uh, Nintendo comes in and does something else yeah do you reckon because it's developed such an identity as an American kind of medium mm. that the moment there's like a new entrant on the block and it's Asian people will start getting defensive of it like it was it was introduced so early that no one actually built an identity or like put labels around I, I, it. I think it's just because there wasn't any identity built. Yeah, like as that, in that's like it was just there since the yeah, beginning. Yeah, I think that's the main point, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't really think like if it was an American or Japanese or whatever, it doesn't matter. Because like, I mean, from Soft, right, as you mentioned, yeah. like if you told me Dark Souls was made by Americans, I would, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. If you told me it was made by Asians, cool. Yeah. I mean, some of the biggest games coming out next year are made from Polish, right? Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the other one that was really big? Witcher. Uh, no, 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 not oh, the Witcher. coming out next year. Yeah, it was like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, oh, Divinity. Yeah, no, no, not the Divinity. Same, it's the same um, studio. They're taking on another one. But anyway, they yeah. take. That was like a huge game. Um, and like all these games, like just coming from everywhere. Like that in Polish is, I mean, that, that from Europe. Yeah. You've got games coming from Japan. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like honestly, at this point, it's Do you just think, yeah. So that's like a really kind of nice thing about video games that it's just so culturally neutral because yeah. it was so diverse from the beginning mm-hmm. that there isn't really any divide or kind of like racism or stigma for no. the video game kind of industry yeah no there isn't i mean especially for the mainstream ones obviously yeah. you have like specific titles that might be a bit more suitable to like certain like maybe like for example there's like really corny ones out there 
like uh, maybe like JRPGs, right? Yeah, That's JRPGs. synonymous with Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's only a specific like type of it's it's intended for a specific type of audience. Right? Yeah. But I mean, if you look at automation games, they're all kind of like neutral. They're not. They're not. They don't specifically like pull out certain like um, like as you mentioned, JRPGs focus on one particular area. Yeah. MOBAs tend to just be open. Yeah. I mean, is even like shooters are popular. Yeah. I mean, shoot, yeah. I mean, and, like Pokemon and other collectible stuff. Yeah, popular exactly. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean. Now you look at it, I mean, we mentioned animes, right? Yeah. Animes are a bit different, I think. Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a nice kind of contrast. Yes. Yeah. It kind of had to go through a harder journey. Definitely. Um, to actually get accepted. And yeah. I think, um, actually, like, for us in Australia, it's probably a different way it got in. Yeah. Um, I did a bit of research on this as well. There's a great YouTube video by a channel called Jack Rippon. Mm. Uh, he pretty much does like a whole summary about how did anime get introduced into yeah. Australia. Okay. And it actually dates back to the 1960s. Okay. So That's the fine. way he described it is at the beginning, um, 1960s, most of the Japanese anime were kind of like aimed at kids. Because mm. I think back then animation was still kind of like aimed at you know, younger people with kind of more juvenile storylines, just kind of funny or cute. Yeah. Um, actually, fun fact though, in 1964, there was a t- Japanese TV show called The Samurai. Okay. Uh, it was a show on Channel 9, and when I took a look at it from that video, yeah. it's like a black and white thing about some Japanese samurai with a sword or that kind of yeah. action thing. And I think it probably had like English subtitles or okay. whatever. But yeah. it got so popular that it was like the most popular and highest rated show on Channel 9 that it kind of beat things like Mickey Mouse. Wow. Okay. And according to that video, like when the actual star visited Australia, he had yeah. like a bigger kind of fanfare than like when the Beatles visited like wow. a year or two before. I've heard so of it even. Yeah. Where did it, where did it go? Like if it was I, it's in the 60s, like way beyond our time. Yeah, that's time. way beyond our times. Yeah. And then like, I guess later in the 60s and the 70s, it was still kind of aimed at kids. Yeah. You still have like your Speed Racer or like Astro Boy. And, yeah. Like, Kimba. Astro Boy, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it was tw- towards the 70s and the 80s mm. that it kind of became more adult there was a bit more demand for more adult storylines right fair enough so that's when you st- start having I think there was a big kind of renaissance in like mech style oh, mech shows. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like uh, Macross or like Robotech and Voltron yeah the Gundam was here for a bit but it wasn't that popular yeah like Godzilla got introduced at that time as yeah. well and then like I think Power Rangers actually well that's the thing Power, Power Rangers. Rangers Power Rangers is actually Japanese yeah yeah <laughs> I should have used that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's the one like most people would be like, everyone knows, right? Power Rangers, yeah. yeah. Like, if you say Transformers and Power Rangers, and you're like, they're actually Japanese, they'll be like, what the heck? Actually, no, I didn't know Power Rangers were Japanese. Yeah. I, I, if you think about it, like... It makes sense. Yeah, like, the way they design the suits and, like, the yeah. poses and stuff they do, it's, like, really Japanese, actually. Yeah. I mean, um, it kind of reminds me of Teletubbies, but Teletubbies isn't Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Teletubbies, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, up, up until this time, I guess it wasn't really a thing that these animations were identified as like, mm. strictly Japanese. Yeah. So I guess it had that kind of um, freedom from that cultural stigma back then as well. Okay. And anime wasn't a really coined term there just yet. Yeah. So they were just kind of cartoons. Yeah. I mean, I think most people would still call them cartoons. They wouldn't know that the official term yeah. is it. Just anime. Yeah, and yeah. neither did I. Like for me personally, when I grew up in Indonesia, mm. um, when I was there, um, we watched things like Doraemon or Dragon Ball. <laughs> they were just cartoons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't have a specific term that these are animations from Japan, so yeah. they have to be called anime. Yeah, and to be honest, when I was yeah, for example, Dragon Ball Z is a good one. Pokemon as well. Yeah. Like, let's let's hold on to that because I think I, I want to mention a particular TV show that I think was responsible for bringing like <laughs> anime into the mainstream, at yeah. least in Australia. Um, but in the 90s, um, 
they said the internet was actually really responsible in pushing, I guess, the globalization of yeah. anime. Okay. Um, I guess it was a lot easier to share stuff, and yeah. it was easier for people to voice their demand. So yeah. there was actually demand there, but no way to actually talk about or surface that demand for right. more adult storylines. Yeah. Um, you know the movie Akira? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, that was like one of the first cinematic releases for an anime anime movie in Australia. Okay, and that's like super adult. Yeah, it is yeah. quite adulty. Yeah. So I think that's a relatively new kind of venture, at least in Australia. Okay. That it only took to the nineties yeah. for more adult story storyline focused animes mm. to be introduced. Yeah. Um, but then late nineties, that's when you had a TV show called GTV. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So for, I guess, people that didn't grow up in Australia, um, in 1995, I started in 1995 and actually ran for 10 years. Yeah, like 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Magical TV show called Choose TV. And it was on like right before school started. Yeah, so you'd always watch it. Yeah, the hosts. Do you remember the hosts' names? I don't remember the hosts' names. Jade and Ryan. That sounds familiar, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, and basically they just played a whole bunch of like kids' animes at the right time. And it was just like perfect right before school. Mm. And this is when I guess I got more exposed to anime. Yeah, same as well. Yeah, um, and just they de- debuted a lot of really popular ones today, and like really household common names like mm. Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon, Pokemon, Beyblades. Yeah, Card Captors, um, the Show Transformers, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, all yeah. and Digimon. You know what was really funny though? Like they were dubbed, and um, dubbed means just like it's in it's voiced in English with English actors, yeah. like people speaking English. Yeah. I looked at it, I, I always thought they were like just um, ca- like cartoons, right? They were yeah. made by like like originally from Japan, voiced in Japanese and stuff like that. And I was like, oh yeah, this is like normal. Yeah, like, that's a good up. point actually. I think the the westernization of it was probably helped a lot by the dub, yeah. right? Because they were speaking English and they mm. had like English voices, so you yeah. didn't really kind of associate them with anything else. Yeah, I didn't, right? I mean, yeah. to me, it just looked like normal cartoons, right? Just a bit yeah. different in the style. Uh, that defined what cartoons look like for me because yeah, I grew it's up true. With that. Yeah. yeah. Because if you ask me, like, before that, what cartoons did I watch? I mean, the only ones I could think of are from ABC, like, um, like what was it? Like, Bananas in Pajamas, but that's not even a cartoon. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like live show, but yeah. Yeah, like, when I was in Indonesia, we had, like, access to some Nickelodeon stuff. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you, we watched, like, Rocco's Modern Life and, like, the Angry Beavers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know who that is even. Yeah, and that was, like, really Western cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, and then in 2002, there was a really big kind of milestone, I think, for yep. um, theater. Yep. And that was Spirited Away. Oh, man. And I think that just kind of like was the next big push for yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of anime movies yeah. to be accepted in the West. Like Spirited Away was super Japanese, but like it was super well accepted by oh, the West. Oh, 100%. And just made it so much more popular. Yeah. And I think like even now, um, it's... It's probably not as big as in terms of gaming, in terms of integrated, yeah. like, um, but like, it's still really huge. And like, I know there's like an orchestra coming down Melbourne, and I, I saw some people like tagging each other, like, um, super excited about it. And like, there's like, it's, there's like a Studio Ghibli showing or something coming up um, early this year as well. Yeah, we're going to show five movies every like week or something. Oh really? So yeah, super exciting. That's really cool. And I guess from then, like, we have today, um, you have like. At least in Australia, you have things like no, like your name and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, being it's building up. It's building up. It's yeah. building up. Yeah, and people are like everyone goes yeah. to watch that kind of stuff. And it's getting more exposed. That's what's that's yeah. what's cool about it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And if you look at the results today, right? Like you look at Avatar: Last Airbender, or like Teen Titans. Yeah. Have you seen the Boondocks? 
No, I haven't. It's like this Western show, but it's styled purely in uh, like anime style. But it's about like two kids living in the boondocks, so like African American. Okay. And it's like really Western humor as yeah. well. But it's all in that style, which is really interesting. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, it's gone to the point where this has formed its own subculture, right? Yeah. And uh, there's a term that I learned called cult- cultural capital, which yeah. is like if you guys played Civilization, when you win by culture, it's like you have such an interesting culture that other people kind of want to be part of it. Or yeah. Adopt it. And you have that in like those anime conventions with that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, it's huge right now. The presence of like weeboos and like J- Japanophiles or whatever and otakus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people that just like <laughs> want to be Japanese because yeah, yeah, they just yeah. love the culture so much. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's pretty... I mean, and that's not a bad thing, right? Like yeah. it's all about embracing cultures and stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah. I think it's paving the way for that acceptance, right? Like if you look at K-pop now, K-pop is unashamedly Korean. Yeah. Most of the songs are like super Korean. Um, they're in Korean lyrics, mm. um, the music style, it's adopting more Western stuff. Yeah. But still, there's a lot of kind of co- Korean influence there. And yeah. it's just cutting through to the Western culture like really easily. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's 100%. And I think with K-pop, it used to be predominantly Koreans, but now people from Australia joining, like um, yeah. from China, Thailand and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah it's now it's cool. just become like, so, it's, it's so easy phenomenon. to accept. Yeah. yeah exactly. And it's yeah. globalized, but it's still so unashamedly Asian. Yeah. So exactly. I think in such a short space of time when let's say like anime was I don't know harder to kind of get adopted because a lot of people just were used to western culture and western TVs yeah and I you know like a lot of anime for fans got like not bullied but I was like ostracized for like yeah. being too into it yeah but it's better now it's, yeah it's a lot better now yeah, and I feel like now. that's probably a trend that we're gonna see in the future exactly it's opening up yeah but yeah anyway that, um, that's all we time have for um, but yeah thanks for tuning in um, and as a note, I did look up what orchestra meant. It meant I mean, sorry, not orchestra. Um, karaoke meant it means empty orchestra in Japanese. Uh, yeah, that's really poetic. It's yeah, poetic. <laughs> that's why I was like, ah, I remember it, but I can't remember the exact meaning. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah, um, thanks guys. Yeah, thanks guys. See you next time.